0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Wendy Movie Talk with me and EX13, the podcast where we talk about the newest releases in the theater and in streaming. And this week, we have uh, one movie that we both seen that was in the theater, and then we each saw something else separately... Uh, but both are on Netflix, and they're streaming, so you can check those out if you're interested when we talk about them. And let's hop right into it. The movie that we both have seen this past weekend, which was, like, the big release of the weekend, I would say, is Candyman. EX13, Candyman, box office-wise, it's done pretty well from what I've read. It's got, like, 86% or so Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what did you think of this? Uh, was it technically the third chapter in the Candyman uh, franchise?
1: I mean, I think they've done more movies than that, but canonically, with where this one goes, it's hard to tell. I like it's one of those movies where they really blended like what they've done before versus currently, because it's not a remake. It's not a right. A, yeah, technically, it looks like
0: uh, at least according to the wiki, it's the third film. So there was the original Candyman in ninety two, the second one ninety five, and then the third one in ninety nine.
1: Yeah, so it's technically like the fourth one, but I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have. I don't don't know if I've seen the third one or not. Um, I don't know I'm if I have sure either. So I, in preparation for this, I did go back and I saw the first Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say it's worth going back because it is is—it is still a good movie it still holds up and the new one is decently tied to the first one it, I don't think it's as tied to the second uh, and I don't even think it's tied to the third one all, I'm not entirely sure but um, it's definitely worth going back because there are ties and that's one of the things that I really liked about it actually is one of my favorite things about it were the ties to the original because mm-hmm. everything kind of just fit together so well like it seemed like this is the time to make this movie because of how well it ties in with the original because mm-hmm. um, there's there's little things that they pull from in the original that and it's it's one of the few movies that have done this um, there are definitely other examples out there where they're little like loose ends little things that happen in the original movie that definitely weren't the creator's intent to like make a movie out of later on. And, you know, these creators go in and they take those little loose strings and they're able to make a movie out of it that totally makes sense in that realm and feels really true to the original intention of the movie. So I really appreciated that. Um, but for the, for the movie, like as a standalone, like uh, judging it by itself, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't like, um, like anything like extraordinary. Um, I think it did a really good job of, uh, keeping it fresh for the most part, keeping it like keeping you on your toes. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of to its detriment. Um, I feel like there were they kind of show like. The murders that happen, um, they'll, like, cut to them, and they're not, like, all, you know, it's it's Candyman, so, you know, anyone who says Candyman is going to show up, so you, they kind of cut away from, like, the main story to show the murders, and it kind of, like, cool, but at the same time, it kind of took away from the main story. Um, the movie's also only, like, an hour and a half, so the pacing's pretty decent because of that um there are some like little down uh moments where it kind of takes its time but for the most part it's pretty quick it uh has a really good ending um but yeah for the most part i just thought it was it was good it could have been better um mostly in the horror aspect like i didn't really feel like they built up anything horror wise for the most part there were a couple things here and there where they kind of build things up but there wasn't really any tension to the movie i felt it didn't really do like oh my god what's gonna happen what's this what's that it was just like boom 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 dead 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 and then here's some dialogue about what's happening hmm
0: yeah, I um I agree with you in terms of like saying that it's it's not it, like it could have been better. It's not great, but it's it's good. It's definitely good. Uh, and it's funny because I I didn't you know I I watched the first two like maybe like two years ago, and now after watching this, I want at least rewatch the first one again to see how it kind of ties in to everything because I don't remember. I remember little bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. And it, because I'm not sure how much of this... I feel like this movie gave a lot more lore, or at, like you said, where it's like an offhand dimension before, but then you're like, no, there's actual more lore here than that's been said before. Uh, I I agree. I did, The movie's not scary, per se. But it's one of those things where it's it's not the most clever kills, but to see people getting killed in a different sort of way with using like the mirrors, uh, mm. and, and the camera tricks with that is just kind of refreshing to see. Um, even though it's been kind of done before, uh, uh, the yeah, I liked the acting in it a lot. The story. Was good enough to where it, it it made it so it they I thought they did a good job of kind of explaining it for like the average audience in terms of what's going on. It could be somewhat complicated, but they did good enough where they told you just enough to kind of understand the basics, where you don't feel completely lost because in the other you know, kind of sort of script, the way you could write this thing, it could be very confusing. And now it, the way it lines itself up, it mostly makes sense overall. The, as you mentioned, the ending is something. I was like, okay, that's, how, I mean, I, I liked how it ended, but I thought it was very interesting how they, how they end it. And I, I, I guess I wonder, too, is how... I mean, you could make a sequel to this as well, probably, but I'm just not sure where you would go. Then again, they made a sequel to the first one. so. And I thought that the uh, effects of stuff was pretty well done. Some of the side characters, like the the art people and stuff like that, was a little basic by the numbers, but I guess they didn't have to have too much character growth. But the fact that it was had to do with art and they heavily pushed art and so it it was commentary on, you know, the culture, the you know, the African American culture, the projects, which is kind of what the original movies were about before. Uh, but just to emphasize that that's still a problem now, and certain aspects, nothing has really changed, which is kind of sad. But that and yeah. And, all- and, oh, go ahead.
1: I'll I'll say on that too. Like that, the the I felt like the way the original movie handled the commentary on like the the where like uh you know like the urban like mm-hmm. the whole like situation going on. It felt more nuanced, felt more natural, because they introduced it through a character that, like, wasn't familiar with it. And -hmm. then in this movie, they kind of just, like, randomly talk about it. It felt like, why are you bringing this up? Like, you, like, this is your life, and you're just, like, talking about it like it's a thing you talk about every day. It's like, yeah, I get it. Like, people do talk about it, but this just seems kind of forced and out of place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it. I, I. can agree with you. It does seem that the topic is brought up like towards the beginning of the movie of here's the story, blah blah blah, and he goes from somewhat vaguely interested to very quickly. I mean, granted, he hits with the B, and maybe that like enhances things up a bit. But for him to go that route, I guess, and they and it. I mean, it's because without spoiling anything, it does all kind of tie together in terms of, like, the other thing to emphasize with this story in particular is the location. It's very, the specific location, it gets talked about, it's kind of tied through the whole franchise as a whole. It's a very specific area, and that area uh, itself is, like, a character in the story in terms of how important it is and its relevance to everything. And so, yeah, seeing that, it was, so I get it, but yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's a little convenient that that's what's going on here, and they happen to be at the space, but then, I guess you find out it's not so convenient, but it is a little bit happenstance, because it's like, there's certain assumptions that would be made for things to turn out a certain way, this person happened to be at this place at this time, uh, that kind of thing is a little wonky, but it's not, it's not, it's, I've seen worse, like, things on it. You know, I've seen worse where it kind of ruins a movie. This one's not too bad. The, uh, and uh, the other thing it deals with, too, is art. It's a little bit, it, it kind of, it balances out the topic of what's going on with that, but it also makes a commentary about art and the art scene. As a person who's not into the art scene, I don't know how relatively accurate that is i'm just gonna make assumptions about how that is but again it does have to do with race and also uh like being an original artist and how you portray yourself originally you know he has the conversations with the we call the art people who like the critics i guess the art critic the conversations he has with her and and just about themes and things like and then just him taking out like whatever when stuff starts happening he lets out by just constantly painting you know it's just paint after paint after paint after paint and just how that kind of relates to the story is interesting as well you know it seems that's very specific and it kind of makes it work As where, because the previous film, What's Her Do, was like a photographer. They briefly mentioned it, right? They give you, I like the way they explain the background. So instead of showing you scenes from the original movie, which they could have done, they do like little vignettes to kind of explain the history of like, they kind of recap the first movie very briefly and things of that sort.
1: Um, Yeah, the vignettes were very cool looking.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then when he says like ties into the first one, yeah, guys, for sure. It... Again, I'm going to rewatch the first one after seeing this movie, again, just to remember. But yeah, if you can watch the first one, it is going to be a little better experience for you. Uh, if you see the original Can-Man at least first. Uh, to see how everything ties in. But I like... And again, I don't know. I don't know if, how well they established the the lore of the Candyman itself in the first movie, but the way they do it now I thought was very interesting. Whereas, again, I don't know what you would do with a sequel, but it's one of those things where you could potentially, like, make a new Candyman every decade, like once a decade or something, to kind of carry that story forward a little bit. You know, it's, it's. I guess that'd be one of the advantages that you're not honed to having... To make us a certain time like it's almost these movies are kind of timeless in a way like this one could be timeless it could be just as irrelevant watching this movie 20 years from now maybe technology and stuff was different but in terms of the topic in terms of the lore of how everything works it's it's kind of a timeless thing so i guess that's one of the advantages this has over other films and Again, uh, talking about the lore, I I was thinking, I immediately thought of the Halloween, the newest Halloween movie, where, you know, it kind of erased the canon, unlike Candyman doesn't necessarily relate, it erased the canon of the other two films, but Halloween, you know, they kind of just go, oh, we're going to erase the canon of all the films except for the first one, but now, even seeing the trailer for this new sequel, there's subtle hints at certain lore points that existed in these other sequels that they seem to be weaving in. Just in a different sort of way. If That makes any sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean you yeah you. So I would recommend you see it. Uh, see in the theater. I want to ask you though to Ex thirteen because the person is directing this uh not that Nia Da Costa? I think that's her name. Uh, she mm-hmm. is directing the new Captain Marvel movie, The Marvels. So I was wondering. If your anticipation or thought about this Captain Marvel sequel has changed based on what you've seen uh, of Candyman and how it was directed and everything.
1: It's it's really hard to tell. Um Candyman is just, you know, a completely different beast. And then you also have to factor in like I don't know, I, I no one seems to know what Marvel does with their directors exactly or how they are able to take an indie director and kind of just spew out a simple Marvel. Like it's always looks like a Marvel film, no matter what director you put on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, it feels like at least when they start, they like really guide them. Uh, so I would guess that no matter how good or bad the director is, it's still going to be a Marvel movie. Um, and it mm. seems like they kind of slowly take the reins off the more they go but um like the more sequels they make yeah but i i, I there's potential there um you know i don't really see them doing horror on uh, a marvel a captain marvel movie but they could i mean um one of my favorite things which this isn't a great example because it's dc mm-hmm. but um the director that directed Shazam is a horror director Mm -hmm. and there are moments in shazam where you're like yeah you can tell like Mm -hmm. a horror director directed this movie so cool moments like that would be cool to show off like the horror aspect but at the same time i don't think this person really nailed like this person doesn't shout to me a horror director because that was one of the like weaker parts of the movie was the horror Mm -hmm. They're more, uh, it was more of a, I mean, there were some good parts, but it was was more of just like a dark thriller, well, not even thriller, like a dark drama with horror. Um, But I don't know. I I think it could be good. Obviously, like I said, no matter who you throw at it, it's going to end up being a Marvel movie at the end of the day.
0: Uh, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that she's directed only, and she's directed a couple shorts, and she directed one smaller movie, and then she's got the Marvels, and then this other movie coming out, uh, but, you know, like, and as you mentioned, like, D.E.C., what was that, uh, oh god, I can't remember his, the director's name, but yeah, he directed a couple yeah. horror movies. But you know, one was a short that became popular, so they made an actual movie. And then directed the Annabelle movie. So he had a couple bigger movies under his belt. But when she got announced, I mean, this is the biggest movie that uh, she's done. And she wrote and directed. Uh, she the only other movie she did is a movie called Little Woods, as Tessa Thompson and Lily James, who. I'm a fan of both of those actresses uh and i haven't seen the movie but it's got okay enough reviews but i it looks like two i'm trying to see it doesn't say she's writing the marvels movie but she did write candy man and direct it herself and so i just wonder what marvels has in mind for the marvels because it's one thing to pick like a newer director but like she's only directed like one big film So, what did they see from her in this Candyman movie that they wanted to add to the Marvels? That's what I'm curious about. You know, uh, like, why she kind of got picked there. Because the thing with the Marvels, too, is that you have three sort of major characters that are going to be in this movie. Because you have Captain Marvel, you have uh, Monica Rambeau, and then you have Miss Marvel, which we're going to get through the show first. So, I'm really curious i'm really curious like you said it's two different genres but we're gonna see how it goes for a first time director though in terms of directing this big budget of a movie i think it's pretty good for a first big film i think we can agree mm-hmm. on that that like that's that's a pretty decent job considering Definitely. so I, i'm really interested in that and uh don't worry guys we're gonna be talking more marvel before this podcast is over because there's <laughs> a there's a couple things we gonna cover. But yes, Candyman, I think we can recommend it. it's at least worth a watch. And then if you like this one and haven't seen others, at least watch the first movie. And then if you want to watch the second, third, second one gets a little wonky. I'm assuming the third one gets a little more wonky because, you know, high 90s horror sequels are a whole different sort of beast for better and worse. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I want to talk to you at EX-13. You saw, and I believe this is a show, so it's going to be a little bit uh, of a different thing, but you saw... It the, is not you, a show. Or is it a movie?
1: It is a movie.
0: Oh, I thought it was a show. Well, that makes it even more better. Well, depending what your opinion of is, but uh, you watched the what the what? I was say you watched Watcher, The Witcher, uh, animated film, which I believe is sort of a prequel to the show. I I haven't read the books, so I've only played the games.
1: Yeah, I'm going to preface this with I barely know anything about The Witcher. I've watched the show. I've played some of the games and some of the game. Like, I've only played, like, maybe a third, if that, of The Witcher um, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not even 100% sure, but I believe that this is canon to the TV show. Um, I it believe takes I placed... heard that. Yeah. yeah, it takes place. It's a prequel and it takes place like really, really um, prior to the events of the TV show. So there's not really that much connection, but there is a connection through characters. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the I would say that if they could make the TV show as good as this animated movie, the TV show would be amazing. Um, it was pretty much exactly what I wanted out of the TV show. Um, I think like you kind of hinted at um, by being a movie, it benefited greatly from mm. being a movie where the television show seems incredibly dragged out and they kind of are like biting their time almost. Like they don't, it's like they're, they're holding back their punches. They don't really want to show off a whole lot. Mm. Um the way i feel about the tv show at least um the the animated movie though it just it just goes like it it, the first five minutes to me are better than anything you see in the entire witcher television series oh wow Um, yeah I, i really felt like they went for it and they i think they did a good job there's a great story a great complete story uh you start out I went into it knowing almost nothing, but I I will give like a basic premise. Um, It's about a, it doesn't start out this way because it kind of does flashbacks. It goes flash forward and flashback, but it's about a kid um, and their journey to become a witcher. And you get to see the process and the tests that they go through to become a witcher. The, uh, the thought process before he became a witcher like why he decided to try to become a witcher um his you, you pretty much see like some of the most important moments of this character's life and it's just it's really well done i i thought and you get to see um a decent amount of the monsters and then like you get the backstories explained and um, it's, it's all out violence, um, the art style. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at the directing or, or writing, um, is, well, the art style is very reminiscent of the, um, Castlevania series. Um, it's probably done by the same people. And like I said, maybe the writing and directing has some similarities there too. Um, it's just, it's of that caliber and it's kind of of that type. Um, but I actually enjoyed it more than the Castlevania series, because yet again, I felt like Castlevania kind of drove on for me, um, being a series. They kind of... It's better than most, because it knows when it's going to end, but that series kind of was slow for me. But this movie, I felt like it was really well done. It's only like an hour and 15 minutes, and you feel like you get like a real complete story in that amount of time, and you get a lot of stuff squeezed in there during the story um so yeah i mean i I highly recommend it um even if you don't know anything about the witcher like it does a good job of bringing you into the universe because you're seeing it through this character's eyes that doesn't start out as a witcher and becomes one over time and you know they do like i said they do a good job of explaining things and it's its own self-contained story so you don't really need to know it much outside of um the show to enjoy the witcher outside of this movie to enjoy it, you don't really need to have seen the show or the books or anything like that
0: mm okay that's good to, i'm I, that's good i'm glad that you really enjoyed it that's good to know i haven't seen it yet but it's on my queue list and you can check out Netflix, it's animated. And yeah, now definitely, for sure, we'll check it out. It's good to talk to somebody that has seen it. I like The Witcher show. I agree, It's, it's a, they are kind of, it feels like they're holding their cards a little bit. Maybe this next season, they'll kind of kick it in now. Because now, what's her doodles finally here? And they're like, we've been waiting for her to show up. Okay, so... Uh that's good to see. Maybe maybe they'll do I wonder if they'll do any more animated stuff like this. I'm sure if they do, you will definitely be ready to see that. Uh yeah. Yeah, no, the that's...
1: The, the trailer like definitely caught my eye. I was like, "I'll, I'll check that out because that actually looks cool and it it lives up to the trailer and I'd say it was even better than the trailer that's out there."
0: Oh, that's that's good, man. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I and it's funny, up Castlevania, because I just started today, finally watching the last season of that. I <laughs> finally yeah. starting to get around to it. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that's gonna wrap up. I also watched something that was on Netflix that just came out, and it this is this is a this is an interesting story. So it's I don't know if you've heard this one or not. It's called The Old Ways.
1: It sounds familiar.
0: Okay, so it just came out. It's a, it's technically a horror movie. I put that in quotes. There's some horror elements, but how do I describe? It? Here's the weird part. It technically has a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes, and that was like with the, like sixteen reviews. But then if I visit the site now, it doesn't list any ratings. But it's still on Google a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's like this weird conspiracy thing going on. With this movie Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. But I can tell you this much. It's it's a decent enough movie. It's not the best movie I've seen. I would say it's not as good as Candyman. But it's not... Compared to other Netflix movies, it's not bad. Uh, But I, I don't understand the whole like 100% Rotten Tomatoes thing for this thing. It's nowhere near even that good. I, I would give it like... Sixty percent range, maybe.
1: How many reviews does it have?
0: It had sixteen, but now when I check the page, it's disappeared. But it, one of the articles that comes mm. up says, "Oh, terrifying Demi movie it has a hundred percent with like sixteen reviews." But then I click on Rotten Tomatoes, has a hundred percent. IMDb has a five point five. <laughs> you know, you know how people who give reviews. On IMDb are so big, drastic difference. It's not terrifying horror. There's a couple good moments uh, that they use. The CG's not too bad. the The main actress, the see the problem is is that the main actress isn't necessarily the best actress. Apparently, she's in Fear the Walking Dead. She's done some voiceover work, so I think she's like a decent actress. But for some reason, the line delivery in this movie from her was not really ever clicking for me. Uh, but the story is a little bit unique and that's what I appreciate it about just without like spoiling it. Essentially, this girl uh went to explore this cave because she's a journalist, and she was told not to go to the cave by her cousin. That, you know, bad stuff happens there, you should explore it, and her being a journalist is like, Yeah, but I'm not gonna listen to it, I'm a journalist, I'm doing my job. She went in the cave, and then uh next thing she knows, she ends up being locked in this room. With, like, her cousin and... Like, her cousin's... I think it's her dad and her... And then her dad's mom. And, basically, they come in and they... Chain her up and said, Oh, there's something inside of you. You have, like, a demon inside of you. And we're gonna keep you locked up till we get this demon out. Essentially. Uh, And... She's like, No, there's not a demon. They're like, Yes, there is. And And the grandmother has like this uh like kind of old school face paint on and she's got one eye that's kind of messed up like a seer eye so she can see things. And it's just an interesting take on kind of classic uh ancient techniques to stop demons. A little bit of ancestry there. Uh the connection of her and a cousin is just she's always getting mad at cousin like why are you doing this? The cousin's like, "Look, I know we haven't been that close. Don't try to get close to me now. That so, there's a little bit of history of her in terms. It's about theme of family, being close with your family. There's a heavy, heavy theme, and I don't know if I should say or not because it kind of, it's really ob- There's a really obvious metaphor as to what this movie is really about, and it's a little bit too heavy-handed. That's my only other problem. It's a bit too heavy-handed in terms of. The thing this movie is about is also a thing in the movie, so it's like, just in case you didn't understand what the metaphor was, here it is literally, too, and it's like, okay, I I got it, but it is a clever way of covering that metaphor. It was a little bit refreshing in that sort of way, uh, and weirdly enough, the, it's one of those things where the horse slowly picks up a little bit. The... The last act is interesting, because it gets to a point where you think the movie's kind of over, and you're like, oh, there's another 20 minutes left, what's going to happen here? And it weirdly, the last third of the movie kind of turns into... And the first two-thirds of the movie is this heavy metaphor, representation of demons and stuff like that. Then the last third of the movie has this interesting shift where it kind of turns into a superhero origin story. <laughs> Which may be a weird thing to say about this terrifying horror movie but it's literally kind of what happens and what it was such a drastic change that it's kind of weird but i kind of liked it i kind of liked it because when it ended i was like this is a kind of a different take on a hero origin story and i'd be curious to see if they made another one to see where they would go with it but because they kind of set up to where it could but I, i i appreciated it and so it's it's not necessarily the best executed uh, film but the 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 idea of it even if it doesn't quite fit together i like that it was different in every kind of sort of way it was different refreshing the superhero origin stuff was kind of clever enough to where it's like okay this character is a little bit different i like to see what they would do with this character even though i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of like the acting in the film and uh yeah so it's not there, there's a couple little scary moments but it's nothing that you haven't seen in the billion horror movies before uh so I don't know it, I would say it's worth a watch but it's definitely not gonna be the best movie you've ever seen and it and so I'd be curious to have to see if you would watch it in terms just to talk about the things that I said specifically uh in the terms of the shift, but I don't know what the deal is with this percentage. I don't know why it has such high rating, and then now they don't even list the rating on Tomatoes. I don't know what the weird conspiracy theories with that, but I'll say this. The most interesting fact about this movie, the only other thing that this director has done is he's directed the Muppets TV show. That's on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. So talk about tonal shifts for a director. There you go. So it's, it's a little bit... <laughs> It's not quite like the Muppets, but, uh, yeah, anyway, the CG and all that was decent enough uh, for this kind of budget this horror movie had. Uh, there, there was one or two clever things that uh, I like they did uh, with, like, some cliché trick. So, it's, again, it's, I wish it was better executed overall, but as far as, like, the idea of it, I kind of liked. And it's called definitely The Old it Yep, it's all I'm Netflix. Definitely.
1: Now. I'm like already getting into the the Halloween, yeah, uh, mindset. So I'm willing to watch any horror movie.
0: Cool. It's yeah, it's a good jumping in point to jump in. I'm curious to see. I don't know. I feel like it would be like, uh, this movie was like a really bad Netflix movie. <laughs> you get my you might come out with that, but. You'll understand what I mean about it. I don't know if it's good. I don't know compared to the Jason Momoa movie you saw, how it ranks up there. I don't know if it's about equal than that, or <laughs> I don't know. But
1: I hope I, it's better than that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, 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 it might be. I, I don't know in terms of this idea. But uh, yeah, so I saw it because I, I kept just seeing it. It was like, you know, one of those, like, oh, this is number seven most watched this week. And then I was like, 100% really? I was like, haven't I heard this? But yeah, it's... Yeah, don't go in expecting a life-changing thing, but it's it's interesting. It's different. So, that's what we saw this week. Now, going into this coming week, we have a little movie called Shang-Chi coming out. hmm Um, I was gonna see I usually try to see Marvel's opening night, but the way it's gonna work out for me, I might not be able to. I might have to see it on Friday. But, again, it's getting really good reviews. People are hyping it up. I mean, all right, I'm, I'm ready for a new big Marvel movie. I mean, yeah, Black Widow Theater, but like a new Marvel character and stuff like that, we're gonna be talking about that next week for sure. Uh, I, I'm super stoked to talk about that. I'm trying to think what if there's anything else that comes out this week. I don't know, but that's like the big one. That's the big one we'll definitely discuss, but we have a couple Marvel things to discuss. First, I wanted to talk about uh, the episode of What If that we had. We had the second episode uh, of what if this past week and it was the last like performance of Chadwick Bozeman as Black Panther it kind of did a thing where basically instead of Peter Quill becoming a member of the Guardians it was Black Panther essentially instead uh, I was curious to see what you thought about this episode
1: well an interesting thing that I read and we'll see if it's true I'm pretty sure it's true because it was like a direct quote um From Kevin Feige, but he that was not Black Panther's last episode. That was not the last episode of Chadwick Boseman. Mm. He has recorded lines for multiple episodes this season, so Mm. we should see him return. Oh, um, cool. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we'll see it. But but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that episode but i think maybe my favorite one was actually i don't know i go back and forth they're really close between that episode and the last episode which was about like the fall of the avengers like each avenger gets like killed mm-hmm. um and i think one of my favorite my favorite thing about that is just the mystery about it because i was like trying to figure it out and there was one moment one line i was like oh yeah this is what's happening um and there were a lot of, like, interesting things that they did where they, it, they kind of, it makes sense what, what the characters were doing, where they were, um, what their, like, motives were and all that. If you put together, like, all things, plot points that were almost one-liners in previous Marvel movies um, hmm. that maybe people wouldn't even catch um like one question i had after i watched it um like i saw people asking like why why is this this person's last name and not this other last name and Mm -hmm. that's explained in like one line in one of the movies um Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know I, i i really enjoyed what if i like where it's going so far i think um it's definitely quality marvel stuff um I think that it's worth like keep going like definitely do like a second season um, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's not like you know it's it's animated so it's not like Loki and stuff and that's not anything that's obviously gonna really affect the the MCU um, but it, it's it's the same quality as like a lot of the other um, animated stuff on Disney plus. With like Star Wars, like The Bad Batch and um, Clone Wars, things like that, it's it's definitely worth watching. But you don't have to watch it. You know, you could skip it if you want to, and you'll still know everything about the the MCU.
0: Yeah, uh, I kind of I think this past episode was probably my favorite as well. I mean, what I liked about these last two is unlike the first one, which I, I don't I, I love me some Hayley Atwell, Peggy Carter. I'll take that any day of the week, but. That was a little bit paint-by-numbers. It's like, oh, this happened, and then she became this, but it was very follow-through in terms of plot-for-plot, almost what the actual movie was, whereas these last two were, oh, things are kind of different, completely different, different characters in different roles. You know, uh, you have villains that are heroes. You have heroes that may turn to villains, and it was very interesting, especially when you... On the characters where you have the actual actors that play them in the movie. And you can tell just from their voice acting that they're having fun playing the characters in these different sort of ways. And it's a good chance for other characters to kind of shine a bit more. Especially, you know, the last episode. You know, it's... You have uh, a character that's been in the movies. And, you know, he's a fairly important character. But this was, like, his time to kind of really shine. And you could tell just the way he was voiced that like he was having a fun time with this take, you know. And it's just, again, like you said, if things happen a certain way, or it's like, oh well, if you think about, it, this would be the case, and just how it all kind of makes sense of flows together. It's, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's. I'm interested to see what the next episode brings. It's, it's really, it's fun. It's a good fun thing. Uh, so as we talked about last episode, to, for our final topic. Uh, it, we were expecting it, I knew it was coming, and we got it. We finally, after... Since the beginning of this podcast, I feel like we've talked about it. It finally came out. The first, I think it's technically a teaser trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: It was a doozy.
0: It was a oh, weird Okay, I, I know you've seen it. I've seen... Should we should we just quickly go over the most uh, cliche uh, theories that we I could predict that everybody was gonna have in terms of like, oh the, <laughs> it's like oh blah 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 oh that's uh oh that's the same suit that wore in it's Spider Man three I think he's actually talking to him and, and things like that. Yeah, uh, there's a
1: lot of theories oh, about Is that trailer.
0: Doctor Strange? He's acting awfully different, sort of. Is he though? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, but it, it it crafts me up. Uh wait, what did you think of the trailer? Is there what do you have new theories from seeing this trailer? What what do you think? Do you agree with some of these kind I, of theories?
1: I, I do, um kind of. Uh so one theory is that I think the le- the craziest theory out there, maybe, but also likely, pointing at Marvel's history, is that there's a scene, the scene where Doc Ock shows up and he says, uh, "Parker," and then they cut to Peter Parker, and he's like in a suit or whatever, and that's not really, that's not really uh, that Peter Parker. It's really the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker, and that's why he knows that he's. Peter um, I've, I don't think that's the case I mean they did um, put the Hulk in the Hulkbuster in the Avengers Endgame trailer but I really don't see that being case with this um, for one like if they're just gonna put his face on there I'm pretty sure that Peter Parker is wearing like Nike shoes what you see him wearing earlier in the trailer um, so I, I really think that's actually Tom Holland there. I don't think that was CGI I didn't, um. But what about but,
0: the suit though? Why is he wearing the exact same suit? Did he just borrow it from him for a day or what? Uh, it's awfully similar <laughs> or just pure coincidental that they didn't think the audience was going to catch that. And they're like, ah, crap. That's now turned the whole thing. That was nothing.
1: It's just, it's just a suit. It's a typical looking <laughs> suit to me. Um. That's, that's actually might be the second craziest one. There's a little more one that's a little bit more crazier. Um, but also with that, like my theory, if you're going to point out, I, I really think that with that scene, the most likely thing, it's probably actually that they, when they cut, you know, they, he says Peter Parker, and then they cut to Peter standing there. And then he does that, like, you know, he transforms or whatever. To, he does this transformation into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, that cut isn't actually to that scene. Like he says, Peter to possibly Tobey Maguire, or in a completely different situation. Because um, like if if Doc Ock sees someone in a Spider-Man outfit, he's gonna say Peter Parker. You know, if he, if he's wearing an outfit. So I, I really think that is lined up with another scene. I think that cutaway is to something completely different than Doc Ock showing up right there at that moment. So you
0: think, like, the thing of, like... it That makes more sense than if you were to say, oh, well, he knows that... They know that in Peter Parker's Spider-Man in this universe, too, and they, they already just... He already knows it anyway, regardless.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um... And then I, the craziest theory, the number one craziest theory is that there is an arm that shows up when he's in, I don't know if it's like a lawyer's office or, I think it's I think it's like in the, he's like in a, I don't even, like in it's a like police station or room. something. Yeah, so something. He's like in the interrogation probably. And there's an arm that shows up and there's a theory out there that that arm is actually daredevil's arm matt Murdock. i don't think that's the case i mean he could be in the movie but i really think there's a, there's a guy that's talking to him like right before they cut to that and i think that's that guy's arm yeah uh, i think so too. <laughs> i
0: don't i agree with you i don't think i i i i think there's a decent chance we'll see matt murdoch in this movie but if we do it's gonna be either a post-credit scene or right then i don't think it's gonna be but that goes with another theory i have but go ahead
1: so, uh, and then I guess I'll get to, like, I think this is my last point, mm-hmm. my last biggest point, and this is the theory I ha- has the most credence. And at first I was skeptical of it, but the more I thought about it, and, I, and then I saw this one moment that I haven't seen anyone talk about on the internet so far, and that kind of made me think that maybe there is something to this, um, Either that or Marvel's trying to mislead people, but people didn't even pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, Doctor Strange is actually uh, Mephisto in disguise.
0: People are uh, really on that Mephisto band <laughs> like it is last year. People want the Mephisto. Every single Marvel thing. Black Widow, I'm sure somebody was like, oh, Mephisto is somehow, you know, people really are dying mm-hmm. from Mephisto. They're willing to put him in any Marvel thing now
1: and i i really think this could be plausible and so the first thing i heard was the logic behind it is is and it, well a lot of it has to do with the comic where in the this original comic arc that it's similar to it was mephisto that was the one who changed the timeline or in mm-hmm. this one of doctor strange right um so that was like the first connection. And then I heard people starting to say, um, "It's he." It starts out, and he's like in a frozen area, like mm-hmm. it's like a, inside of a house, possibly the um, the strange uh, manor. I can't remember what it's called. No, oh, it's like Blankton. the Sanctum
0: Sanctorum. Is that Sanctum, it's Sanctum
1: it's Sanctorium, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, Sanctum Sanctorium uh, that place is like covered in ice. Mm -hmm. Um, so the one thing that was blown my way was that maybe he's covered it in ice because he's like tired of burning in hell. Mm Um, so, you know, and, you know, I was like, you know, that's kind of interesting, maybe kind of an interesting nod. Um, and it, but my my retort to that was, why is he wearing like a hoodie? Like I would think he wouldn't want to wear a hoodie if he wanted like the cold. But I don't know. I can I could see that being the case. Um, and the other thing is with the theory is um, his willingness to do a spell that's like really risky and really like kind of that's kind of out of the sort for him. Like it should take more convincing which could either be pointed to him being Mephisto or it could just be the simple Hollywood thing of they just needed him to do that now, so they just did it, you know? (laughs) Um, But the thing that I spotted in the the trailer that was interesting um, was when he's walking up to the courthouse or whatever it is, um, there are a bunch of people like, picketing, picket signs, like, um, telling him, like, you know, you're evil because you're Spider-Man, which I don't even 100%. I mean, well, okay, because I guess he killed a guy. But at the same time, like, he kind of saved the universe. So I don't 100% know why everyone hates Spider-Man that much because of one guy. But, I mean, I guess he did kill someone. Um, but anyway, so they're holding up these picket signs, and this, all of the signs say Devil in Disguise on them. Mm. which, you know, they're, they're very blatant and, you know, people looked at it and it's Peter with horns and, like, a devil mustache. And to me, that makes me think that that's actually a nod to the audience mm-hmm. to say that someone is the devil in disguise. Now, if that person is Doctor Strange or not, I don't know, but I do think that could be a slight hint at someone being Mephisto in disguise.
0: Yeah, because that's like, because that's Marvel, right? Marvel use it's weird, because Marvel usually isn't, we're talking, mean, I was talking about that earlier movie of like, kind of making the point right on the head, kind of super obvious. Usually, Marvel doesn't tend to do that unless they are purposely messing with the audience to where it's either ah, we're tricking you, and this is not really the case, or like you said, there is actually somebody, you think it's Doctor Strange, it might not be Doctor Strange, kind of thing. You know, that's like something Marvel would do. You know, I feel like they wouldn't make it so obvious, and then it's like, that's the case, but I agree with you. Um, For your for your theories, for Doctor Strange, yeah, it's weird, because at first, everybody was saying, oh, maybe that's Mephisto, because everybody wants Mephisto, and then other people were saying, yeah, but well, like, but Doctor Strange, Joe, he's like Tony. He's full of himself. He he would think he'd be able to pull it off, and I that would... is
1: something that like you kind of they kind of lost. Like you get that feeling in the Doctor Strange movie, but when he makes subsequent appearances after that, he kind of doesn't have that feel to him anymore. And but, yeah, that could be him them bringing right. back that feeling. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think if you say post Endgame, yeah. But since Endgame and all that happened, I feel like he's learned to not be as cocky and confident, except he'll even be more cautious now, I feel like, than he would have been pre- Infinity War Endgame, is what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, yeah, the, the big thing, I have no idea, the big thing that bugs me this trailer is, what's the deal with the snow? Why is it snowing there? That's the thing that's got me more curious to see him wearing like a park outfit though, uh, uh, the, the memes out of that already with that and the wink, uh, even if Doctor <laughs> Strange makes it worth it. I, again, just Wong being like, "Don't do this," and then he's like, "Okay," and then doing it does seem a little bit like of an old Doctor Strange, but not mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's been around for a couple of years now. Uh, it we it does it. I do like the fact that it implies this takes place right after the last movie like they even show scenes from the last movie it's like minutes like as soon as i think it's posted the movie's gonna start with him and mj you like looking up going oh crap and then hit them like running away or something like that uh i'm I'm sure that's pretty clear and then that applies to that this takes place overall right like just a couple weeks after endgame um I guess I can... Uh, at my guess, even though I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet, in terms of timeline-wise, my best guess is Wong is going through the portal to, to see Abomination, I'm guessing. That's where I'm assuming where he's going, to wherever that tournament mm-hmm. area is we've seen Shang-Chi. Uh, I, I do am leaning towards the fact that, that that is more Mephisto than Doctor Strange. I feel like I wouldn't shock me if there was like something... It could be one of those things where... We think it's Doctor Strange the whole movie, and then at the end, they do an end credit sequence where you see, like, Doctor Strange all kidnapped. You're like, oh, crap, it's whatever. Again, there's a scene in the trailer where it looks like him and Spider-Man are almost fighting in a weird way, like, on the train track. So it's like, what's going on there? Why does it seem like they're fighting? Uh, So, yeah. But, yeah, so again, it's, like, the cocky, confident Doctor Strange, but, yeah, it does seem a little bit too... uh, immature sort of doctor strange and i yeah and i wonder that and then you can even see too when he does the spell you can kind of see the same timeline sort of thing you've seen in loki that weird space dimensional sort of thing uh it's curious that would and i think the other hint too is the fact that doctor strange would still be okay with peter calling him steven and then he has to hesitate and goes yeah all right i guess i still feel like even now like the real dr strange would be like you're not calling me that i don't care how how long we've known each other (laughs) he's like you're gonna call me dr strange or mr strange or something you're not calling me steven um and the other thing uh being the whole yeah the whole arm thing I don't think that's Daredevil I I think if Daredevil is in this movie he's going to kind of show up at the end or something again to have him as Pierce's lawyer would be cool but I mean I don't know maybe maybe they bring him in as a surprise like early on but I feel like that's another reveal that could be like a big reveal for a lot of people a lot of people have been waiting for So, but that would imply that by the end of this movie, Peter's still somehow in trouble, and things only end up being worse, and he still needs a lawyer. Um, So that's a little bit of an assumption to make there, but again, with this whole Spider-Verse thing, you could take maybe the Daredevil, so I know, like, what's his name, Kingpin be down to come back and somehow bring all that in. Uh, We see a quick glimpse of the... Black, not venom, but venom looking Doctor Strange armor Peter has. It looks like he's almost maybe running through dimensions. Uh, yeah,
1: I believe that's lifted from the comics, or at least that's the leading.
0: Oh, theory. really? Oh, nice. Uh I think that we see a little bit of electricity. We don't see electro, but we see a little bit of electricity in one quick scene. You're like, okay, that's gotta be electro. And then it's nice that they, before before you even see Doc Ock, you see the gob, all you see is Goblin Ball and the laugh, and then that's all you need. You don't even need to see him, I mean, you know, it's been kind of rumored, and sort of leaked that he was, like, in the movie, but it was never 100% confirmed, but when you hear that laugh, you're like, that's a woman to fill laugh, nobody else in the world has that laugh.
1: But yeah, there's still a debate as to whether it's that Green Goblin or not, but I'm pretty, or Hobgoblin, or yeah, Green Goblin, but I'm pretty sure it is that Green Goblin.
0: Well, that's the... And that's still the question, right? Because then Doc Ock comes and you, like, you say, like, hi, Peter. I don't know if it could be our Peter or not. It's still unclear, but I could buy that he is actually talking to Tobey Maguire because that would make the moment mean more to us as the fans. And probably story-wise makes more sense. But but that's something, too, because Doc Ock has, like, a similar outfit, but it's not quite the same. And so, I'm trying to figure out, are these versions the exact same ones that all just happened to die and somehow, like, got saved? Like, somebody went to another dimension somehow and saved them right before they died? Because, clearly, like, you know, Wem goblin, he got stabbed through, Doc Ock had died as a good person, like, changing who they were... And even the same thing with, like, Willem Dafoe's Goblin. Like, at the end, like, he's still mentally kind of crazy, but even at the end, he was, like, y- y- just, you know, like, I accepted that you killed me, and it's fine. I'm, like, kind so, You know, so it's weird to have these... um, Even, like, Electric 2, technically, they all died. But it's just weird to have these characters <laughs> who... They all died, and then, like, in their last moments, their goodness showed that was still in them. And then, so it's weird for them... So it's either there's different, there alternate versions of those characters, or somebody who went through that, like, time-traveled through dimensions or something, and somehow saved them, which would t- change the original timeline of the Tobey Maguire movies, and they did that for every villain, and then and, the Andrew and, and Garfield one, uh, to take that, you know? So that, that's what's weird, that's what's interesting. Um, uh, hang tight, guys. We just lost the EX-13. We're just gonna wait a second. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah, hey. I it
1: lost seconds. you for a second. No,
0: that's okay. Uh, So, so yeah, it's, it's unclear. It's all unclear what all that means, and... So then it's like, oh, if they're alternate versions, or we... But but then we all kind of want to be the same ones that we grew up with. So I don't know how to explain it. I guess, like you said, did it, somebody somehow came and saved them before they had their good moments before they died, I guess? I, I, I don't know. Uh,
1: well, I mean, if, if you're going to go with Mephisto being Doctor Strange, then, you know, well, I mean, it would be him, I guess. He pulled everyone in at the right time into this universe intentionally to give Spider-Man as many villains as possible.
0: Right. And I have a theory too, that like another one of my theories is that I feel like what's going to happen is there's going to be, but this is part of my imagination of kind of what I want to see too, where again, this whole movie takes a couple of weeks after relatively here and there. But I feel like I it'd be I think it'd be really cool if we had it in credit scene, and then or the end of the movie. That's the reveal. That's like again we see Doctor Strange like kidnapped in some room or trapped for some reason. Wong couldn't recognize that it wasn't Doctor Strange. I guess because he's like still somewhat confident. I don't know how Wong doesn't notice that. But but then to because this all ties to Doctor Strange too, right? Bounces off WandaVision. If there was like. Sort of time jump. In the credit sequence or whatever. Like after the movie there was another time jump. It comes. Mephisto's like talking to Doctor Strange. Reveals that it is not Doctor Strange. It's Mephisto. Because he walks into the scene of Doctor Strange. And then he transforms. And then coming up behind him is Scarlet Witch. That's Scarlet Witch is working with Mephisto. And he di- she didn't help him necessarily. I don't think the events of this movie. If it takes place weeks after. But To set it up down the road, if it's theory of going Wanda kind of turned a villain, it would make sense to me that she's working with Mephisto now. Or he's somehow convinced her to work with him. And I think that'd be interesting to reveal, to have like a cutscene that happens a short time after. It's like after WandaVision, whenever that time period is. And then it's like Mephisto talking to Doctor Strange. Like that's the one reveal. And then for the cap, like blah blah blah, I mentioned something, and then Scarlet Witch walks in behind him. Like I couldn't pull all this off alone or whatever, and he's using Scarlet Witch to help him. That's that's good. That's my like dream theory mm. scenario. But yeah, so that that's the other thing. Uh, I had another uh, theory too, and I'm trying to remember what it is. But it is interesting that they only showed Doc Ock. They didn't show the boys because it's still not fully confirmed or not. I know the internet too mentioned that it would maybe because there's one scene where there's a wall that opens behind peter and for a second everybody's like oh that's venom and everybody's like no that's that's not venom what, what are y'all talking about Where are y'all on uh <laughs> but like people are saying like it'd be cool if we also you know for like andrew garfield because he just has lecture like if we did get like a liz- some of like seeing a lizard again would be a nice little action touch and i was like ah, maybe that's a lizard or something i could see that maybe happening that'd be a little nice like evened out sort of thing as a nice surprise uh but yeah i don't man i don't know man i'm curious to see what the because there's gonna be one more trailer right there's gonna be one more trailer before this movie comes out it comes out in december we'll probably get the trailer i guess around when internals comes out i assume yeah
1: that would uh, make sense
0: yeah and so i'm really curious if that's if they're if they're gonna be in the movie they show them in the trailer right because they're it's too obvious now. Maybe we'll even see Green Goblin and Electro in this new one, too. I, I assume we're going to at least see that. At least we're going to, if they just even hint that Green Goblin at this, I feel like the people are saying there might be, uh you know, they might get them together for a Sinister 6, but then people also want a Tom Highland Spider Man Sinister 6. So maybe this could be like a test run Sinister 6 to so like tie people over while building up like the current version, Sinister 6. That's another big thing. Aww. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the thing. It's I don't know how... Because this leads to Doctor Strange. Does that mean... Like, I don't know. Is Doc Ock, Green Goblin, all of them could be like... in Because my other... I remember. My other big theory that I have, which is not really, I don't think, too surprising. Maybe with exception, maybe of the Doc Ock scene, even that could be towards the end. It depends on how long these characters are in the movie, but... I pray confidence saying that at least ninety-five percent of this trailer is all within the first act. I think mm-hmm. I think most of the movies saw in the trailers like the first act of the movie. That's my theory. I could see that. Yeah. The Doc Ock thing I'm not sure. It depends. That could be something that's towards the end if all these characters are showing up just for a couple scenes, if Toby and Andrew are gonna in it for a couple scenes, or they're gonna be in the whole last third act of the movie or something, or that could still be in the first act, like the end of the first act is when the villains show up, I I don't know, but I can tell you up until that point, I feel like the whole thing of, you know, it starts, again, people are chasing after Peter, uh, Peter's like, oh crap, what am I gonna do, oh I gotta go to Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange says, oh let me do this, Peter's kind of running around all confused, I feel like that all could be done in the first act of the movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like, yeah, a lot of it is very early on. And then who knows where the highway scene, I think it's like on a highway Mm -hmm. is, because definitely when he transforms into Spider-Man on Mm -hmm. top of the car, when Doc Ox says Peter Parker, and when there's that Green Goblin bomb, that's all on like, a highway, and it's all the same scene.
0: Right? So it's, like, are they all showing up at the same time, I assume? Like, portals go open, and they just all show up at the same time. But it's weird, too, because Green Goblin and Doc Ock, at least, are going to be from the same universe, you think, right? If it's the original ones. So maybe mm-hmm. only those two show up at the same time? Or, like, how is that going to work, I guess? I You would think, I guess, if you're going to bring characters from the same universe, they both show up at the same time. They're not... Showing up through different portals necessarily. You think they show up at the same portal, so uh, you know that's that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe Green Goblin, Doc Ock show up at the same time, either before or after, and then Electro and maybe somebody else show up at a separate time. It's it's still quite unclear. It's and then again, it's like how long after that if Toby and Drew are in it like how long did they show up after that again are they there just for like a couple scenes one quick scene the spider thing or are we gonna have an entire like fight with them like I don't know are they are any of these characters gonna be in past this movie is like clearly the bigger problem's not gonna be solved because it goes into Doctor Strange 2 but is like the current situation gonna be solved to where like yeah Green Goblin Doc Ock they get taken care of by them the movie or Electro or whatever Toby mm-hmm. Andrew or like Ah, it's kind of still a mess, but we're, we're kind of good at our end, so see ya. Or they think the mess is solved, and they don't realize it. Or this is goes into Doctor Strange 2, and a lot of these characters we're going to see more than just this movie. I mean, I have well, no idea. the thing idea. Is,
1: is, does it actually lead into Doctor Strange 2? Because, unless they change the script, Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to come out in March, and Spider-Man was supposed to come out in July this year
0: yeah i mean i know yeah that's true but they did still they still emphasize that these movies are connected somehow
1: oh yeah i see the thing is with what you said that got me thinking is what you said with the ending being a cut scene with him and wanda Mm -hmm. and that actually like i could see that happening but still having Doctor Strange 2 be a prequel, where Doctor Strange 2 actually ends up being, and they don't straight up tell you this though in Doctor Strange 2, but Doctor Strange 2 ends up being the origin story of how Doctor Strange becomes Mephisto, and you don't know it from watching Doctor Strange 2 that he becomes Mephisto. But if you connect it with what you know from Spider-Man, you can figure it out. As, that would be my guess, but I don't know.
0: Well, I, you know what? I I don't know if that... Well, because the thing is, too, is that it's confirmed Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. They've confirmed now Loki's going to be in it. So for the whole thing to be a prequel wouldn't make sense timeline-wise. Excuse me. Because if Spider-Man 2 takes place a couple weeks after Endgame and Mephisto's already there... The Wanda thing doesn't happen until like around the same time or right after it, and so it would make no sense for Wanda to be in Doctor Strange at all. True. Sure. So what I'm thinking it however, I I mean I still think it's gonna just be a full sequel that's not gonna be a prequel, but I could buy that part of the the beginning of the movie, like at least the first couple scenes, maybe the first act, is us uh, showing how that happened. And then the rest of the movie's current time after Spider-Man.
1: Well, you could also run to Spider-Man. Like, you know, you're saying, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious that, yeah, it takes place right after. But you don't know how much of it takes place right after. It might just be those couple scenes. And True. which would make sense to me that True. it would be that beginning where he's freaking out. And then it, like, really, like, his, like it cuts to maybe six months later, which I believe is right around the time where, Wanda Vision happens. Um,
0: that's true, and that would and make. That's uh, when he
1: starts having that breakdown. He's like, "I can't do it anymore. I need to reverse this."
0: You know what? That might not be a bad idea. That might be a good theory because then that would make my dream idea and credit sequence make a lot more sense too. With Wanda showing up. I think so. I th- I don't know. I I honestly think we're gonna see. Wanda show up or something to lean Doctor Strange. That's why I think to me, like the, the more I'm convincing myself of this because of my own ego, <clears but throat> I think it makes a lot more sense. It would be a nice setup for Doctor Strange too, where it's like maybe the Spider-Man thing gets wrapped up, and you're like, okay, it's wrapped up. We we kind of moved on, and then for the general audience doesn't know any better and it's not paying attention to what's going on, then you pull the one-two punch and be like, oh no, it's not over. It's actually this. This is part of a bigger thing. Doctor Strange 2 is going to be about this. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Well, who knows? I don't know. Because, again, this Spider Man movie, man, this is good. Between this and then Loki, and man, like, this is going to be the one of the first movies to have, like, a big change punch, right? I mean, again, we don't know how this is going to affect. I mean, Shang-Chi's coming out. There's yeah. apparently. you yeah, have any
1: theories about Shang-Chi?
0: Yeah, there's uh, credit sequences are important to see in that. Eternals. Right.
1: Is that confirmed? Did they say that there there's definitely like a important credit sequence?
0: Uh, I mean, I know there is a credit sequence. I know that. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna check right now. Uh, well, any Marvel movie, there's always a credit sequence, whether there's one or two. Yeah, I mean, you'd
1: imagine, but like the in credit sequence for, um, for, for Black Widow, it wasn't like crazy yeah. like oh i can't you
0: know it just helps set up the the tv show the hawkeye tv show essentially uh yeah but we might get more in credit sequence like that because again that just shows you they're like seriously tying the shows and movies um
1: yeah. um so it, i mean yeah yes, I, like, apparently could... there's
0: two there's two in Christ sequences
1: okay so yes. yeah like, and apparently it, it says be...
0: they're both pretty substantial
1: I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb now and say one of them just straight up sets up the sequel to Shang Chi, Mm -hmm. Um, but then the other one could be anything. Like I feel like the other one, like, are they gonna stick with the same uh, thing they did with Black Widow, where it sets up the you know what? I I think I could see this. I'm like This is the this is what I'm gonna go out on. Like this is the limb that I'm gonna choose for my Shang Chi and okay. credit prediction, is it's going to set up the She-Hulk television show by tying it to Abomination, because I know he's supposed to be in that Abomination and mm, Shang Chi. The right. in credit scene's gonna tie those together and hype up She-Hulk.
0: You're right. That's not a bad move. That show's still. Got a ways before it's coming out, but you know what? That's that's actually a, I think that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. You're right, you're right. I think I think you totally would, especially if you got Tim Roth back, man. You gotta use him. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a you know what? That's a solid idea. I know some people. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not betting on it, but I know some people want that Shang Chi trained Spider Man Island story. You know, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. And then King's showing up, and then there's going to be another season of Loki. So it's like, and it was Loki going to do that strange too? I don't know. It's like how, it's, man, I'm excited, man. (laughs) But like, Shang-Chi's going to be like the beginning of this new whatever's happening. And it's, again, September, November, December, we got Hawkeye at the end of the year. It seems like Ms. Marvel got pushed back to begin next year. Um... I'm hyped, man. But yeah, this trailer, this trailer got a lot of people hyped and pumping, and I felt it. It was nice to see one familiar face at least. Will the next one give us a bit more? Will we see confirmation that there might be other Spider-Man? Will we see, actually see the Green Goblin and see Electro? I don't know. But guys, I think that's a good time to wrap it up here uh, with this podcast. But we'll give you our thoughts on Shang-Chi in the next episode and what, uh, That means it'll probably be a spoiler discussion uh, around that. It's because I want to talk about it and talk about what end cred sequences actually are and what that means. Uh, So, in the meantime, guys, you can watch Candyman in the theaters. You can watch The Witcher thing. And they're always, both are on Netflix now. In the meantime, guys, we'll see you on the next one.